you are listening to Oversubscribe with Jason L. Baptiste and Ben Paul. Episode 13, May 2nd, 2016. In this week's episode, we'll discuss Disney, chatbots, and what the hell is going on with this year's U.S. presidential election. Stay tuned. You are listening to Oversubscribe <laughs> with Ben Parr and Jason L. Baptiste. What voice was that? It's my Ben Parr voice. Uh, your Ben Parr voice needs some work. All right, everybody. That is my Ben Parr voice. Oh, goodness. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of uh, Oversubscribe with Jason L. Baptiste and, and ben, ben Parr. Oh, thank you. you just, every time I'm going to say Ben Parr, you say it. We had a soundboard. We'll be hitting that. Yes, that would be great. So we are back with the back-to-back episodes this week. And you know what? We have a lot to talk about. But we left you on a cliffhanger With yesterday. Disney. So we're talking about DreamWorks. And so we're going to go straight into topics because we don't dick around. Disney. No dicking around. So Disney does not dick around. We're talking about DreamWorks. And the thing is, everybody's got to figure out what to do with Disney. They've got Pixar. They've got Marvel. They've got Star Wars. I mean, they have literally everybody's imagination. What do people do? I mean, you had Batman versus Superman. That tanked, okay? And now you've got Universal, where it's like, they had Jurassic World, but it's kind of just, they're hurting too. Um, somebody needs to figure out something to do. Otherwise, Disney's just running the table. They've got a new Star Wars movie every year. They've got I mean, two to three Avengers movies. I mean, well, They Marvel have Captain movies. America coming out. And, okay, so let's, let's recap what's happened this year. You have the... You have the rest of the star, first Star Wars, which you had, made yeah, hundreds you had, well, of millions. You had Star Wars come out late December, yep. Okay, so put it into this year. You've got... Zootopia, which did really well. Zootopia did so... Nobody did you watch it? that. I haven't yet. It's so good. But everybody loves it. That came out of nowhere. There was Jungle Book as well, right? That was them. Yeah, the Jungle Book, which is John Favreau, the, you know, the director of Iron Man, and that's done really well. And I now have they have now they have Civil War coming out, and that's just tracking to do monster money. It's it's gonna oh, everyone's telling me how good the movie is because Disney and Marvel don't screw it up like Warner Brothers does. I can't believe Warner Brothers didn't realize that they screwed up on that movie. Anyway, uh, so you have to really like, and well, then you have another Star Wars movie coming out. In Rogue December, one. which is going to have Darth Vader in it, and everybody's going to go we watch that. We think it'll have Darth Vader it in it. It has Darth Vader in it. It has Darth Vader in it. They're already past $2 billion at the box office by March, and they're going to have they're gonna go to $3 billion with Captain America. And just like the movie slate for not just this year, but for the next couple of years is just incredible. Avengers Infinity War. You've got more oh, Star Wars. Or, and, and Dory, the Finding Dory movie is coming out this year. Oh, the, it's the Finding Nemo sequel? Yeah. Oh, come on. Like, like, that's just money. That's a license to print money. Everybody loves Nemo. Yeah, it, they're just... it's So, and BFG is this year. The sequel to Alice is this year, too. Remember, yeah. we people forget, the last Alice movie made a billion dollars. Really? Yeah, it was one of the... Because it was one of the early 3D ones. It made over a billion dollars. No one expected it. So it worked out. It's crazy. And Frozen is Disney, right? Um, Frozen is also Disney. And they've clearly... They're going to do another uh, one. So clearly what they've also shown is that um, Pixar, you know, has always does really well. But the Disney animation studio, the other one, the in-house one that did Zootopia, that did Frozen, is also performing really well. They did Big Hero 6 as well. It's really worked out. 
I, the thing is, like, they know how to build it. Two things they do really well. Know how to build a universe and build a franchise. Not, like, one or two things. Like, they have ten-year plans for Star Wars, for Marvel, for all the Pixar things. And two is they have incredible leaders. So look at Lucas with Kathleen Kennedy, all right? And then look at Kevin Feige over at Marvel. Those two rule with an iron fist and get shit done. And listen, one of those two folks could potentially replace, you know, Bob Iger one day. Well, so that's been a big that's been a big speculation issue. Side note, uh, the person who was going to probably replace uh, the old COO, I believe, is stepping down in a way. So the rumor is that Cheryl Sandberg will take over, who's well, currently that, on the board. That that's not the it, that's more like that's the suggestion more than the rumor. But she's a clear candidate to for the job, and I would be cool with that. I would too. I think it's. It's the right leadership. She knows how to capture people's attention, build good consumer products. But it's really the leadership of, like, the individual franchises and areas. And, like, they just – they run really well with that. And, frankly, like, they've got so much, you know, value and they probably have a lot of cash on their balance sheet. They could go out. Could I see them buying somebody like a Twitter? Absolutely. Disney? Yep. That's, that's always been my dark horse pick is that Disney acquires Twitter. I'm – I don't think that I don't think so, but I can I can see it being possible. The thing is, there's a lot of areas of growth for them, but, like digital, they like digital and video games. Like well, there's they've done Maker and that, but they're always focused on like not the social networks, but uh, the content for them. But uh, would they really want to deal with and handle Twitter when it's a small piece of the overall picture for them? I think it it's an important potential move forward, and like wouldn't cost them much. Cost them maybe fifteen mil- fifteen billion. Well, I guess Dorsey is on the board. Yeah, I I'm just saying that's my dark horse pick. There's no indication of that point is there's still a lot of room for Disney to grow. Last episode we said, hey, Apple has to find a new market to grow into. I think Disney has a lot of them out there. Well, at the meantime though, Disney's going to be dominating the entire film industry, and by doing that, they uh, have clearly secured their place as the kings of Hollywood. And next year's not going to be any different. You have Guardians of the Galaxy but two. But here's the thing: they like you've got uh, you've got the Beauty and the Beast movie with Emma Watson. Jeez, that's I, gonna it's... that's gonna be that's gonna be good. They haven't screwed one of these up. This act, this readaptation to live has actually worked. Jungle Book actually worked. It really worked. Really worked. I don't know. I think. And it's... I want to see Emma Watson as as Beauty as I bet uh, Belle. You do, buddy. I think a lot of people do. Um, and then they're doing well. They're doing another Pirates next year. It's crazy, just the pipeline. You're just like reading off stuff. Like you're just googling in front of here. It's like Coco. I don't know what that is, but it'll probably do half a billion bucks. Yeah, I think TV is somewhere that they can do more. Well, uh, TV's part of the one of their weaknesses right now, or at least not weakness, but um, ESPN. They could buy Netflix. Well, can you imagine they bought Netflix? It'd be you, pretty wild. Do you think they? Uh, do you think they would? I think they could. I think it's logical. How much is Netflix worth right now? Sixty something billion bucks. You gotta tell me. So let's let's see market cap. All right. So in the meantime, uh, the prompt here's the thing with Disney and TV. They own ESPN. That is the number one cash cow out of everything. But it's been slowly losing money and losing power as all of cable has lost and cord cutted. And so it's like it's the Stewart. But the problem is. They're cutting costs and they're cutting major talent. They just, you know, they're losing Skip Bayless because they don't want to pay him again the same amount as before. And Fox is willing to pay to boost Fox Sports 1. So, 
they need to figure out how to boost the ESPN especially again. And I think if they do that or they find a new business to complement, to replace it, they'll be in incredible shape. They're already in really good shape. Yeah. Far better shape than almost any of the other uh, any any of the other studios, any of the other major players. They've got ESPN, which there's issues there, but like I think this is a company that is unstoppable. They just well, it could be stopped if they pick the wrong person to lead it next. That's the big thing. Yeah, but they've got they've done such a good job nurturing talent and having talent in house. I I'm not too worried about that. All right, so I think we've gotten a lot on there. Let's talk about chatbots. Yeah, so you go first. What are, what are your thoughts on it? I think we're going to have disagreement. I'm a pro chatbot guy. Now, okay, so look, look. So as we know, Facebook launched a chatbot. Uh, the the platform for and they're terrible. Com- their conversation platform. The chatbots are terrible on them. It's still early. It's basically like let's create a drop down menu in a chatbot. Yep. They're not really all and that smart yet. That's okay. That's how technology works. Yeah, they're not all that smart yet. Um, and I think you'll see a gold rush, and then you'll see a uh, fallback. But I think there are certain situations certain situations where chatbot makes sense. I don't want one pinging me about the news, but I'd love to be able to ping like one. Like CNN one? Like, I literally just want to jump off a cliff with it. But, for example, I want to buy tickets for a Warriors game, go that kind of thing. But be able to say, I want to buy a ticket for Warriors, and what are the options? I think that's a much better interface than going through Stub, effing Hub. So the question, well, all right, so let me give you my take, which is it starts at a higher level, which is you always have new technologies and new user interface paradigms come out, okay? Started with the web, okay? Web stuck around for a while, okay? And that was the main way. That was mostly for news and content. The web is gone? No, the web is not gone. I'm saying web is still here, will always be here. That was kind of interaction paradigm one. Then we had apps come out in mobile in 2007, all right? And like... The issue you saw there was everybody and their mother said, let's make an app, let's make an app, oh, we're a publisher, let's make an app, let's make an app. That actually didn't make sense for 90% of the businesses out there. Who did it make sense for? Definitely games. You saw a bunch of companies pop up that couldn't have been possible before. You saw loyalty on shopping, loyalty on other areas. Where an app app did make sense and always will. You know, look at Uber, created new possibilities like Uber. The same thing I feel is happening here with chatbots. Everybody sees it. Everybody gets drunk on tech meme, reads a lot of tech crunch, and sits on Twitter all day because they have nothing else better. And it's like, hey, we need to come up with a bot. This needs to be a bot. The problem is 90% of things don't need to be a bot, just like they don't need to be an app, okay? The 10% that do, that'll be awesome. It'll be a new, better UI paradigm for their users. And the other part, the apps or ideas that don't exist yet that are enabled by chatbots, those will be really cool. I don't know what they are. If they, you know, If I knew what they are, I'd be building them. I think certain ones make sense. Shopping and purchasing is one where it makes sense. It, it depends how. Yeah, I think I agree with you on this. And the basic is that a lot of people are going to build really, really shitty chatbots over the next couple of months, maybe the next year or two. And then you'll start seeing the ones that are actually good and useful, and those are the few that will stick around. Just like how millions of apps have been built. Only... And, the, and the way that I think about this is, it's also where people are spending time. It was always in the web browser. So Netscape, you know, became huge, and then we built all the Netscape became huge, and we built all these things in the web because that's where people were. The iPhone became huge, and we we're spending time on the home screen. We built all these things for it. messengers are essentially the new browsers, the new Netscapes of the world, the new Internet Explorers. That's where people are. We're building where people are. Um, you know, we're going to see the big question on my hand, on my mind is 
on my us, hand, uh-huh. on my hand, my mind, my leg, you name it, is, you know what, you and I as techies and kind of in the Silicon Valley circles get it, we think it's interesting, what a normal people thing. I, I don't know what they're going to think. I could say it's dumb, I could say it's good. Until we see that, the verdict is still out there. That's that's my belief. I agree. I think you'll see a lot of big brands utilizing chatbots. I mean, you know what? It's not a big part of their budget, and you can see whether or not it works or not. It's innovative. It, like It's the same thing as the, the beginning of the Facebook app platform, Gold Rush. A whole bunch were made, and very few survived. And you're going to see that happen again, because it's a yeah. new platform, and people are going to experiment. Um, I don't think you're going to... It's the next everything that everyone is going to build their business upon. Yep. But I think it'll be a good supplement for the right industries and the right... Uh, tactics. As long as you build a really truly smart one, stupid ones like news bots sending you random news, I think are worthless. Or it's like, oh, let me shop. What do you want to shop? Men's. Oh, what do you want to shop in men's shoes? Oh, what type of shoes do you want? It, it should shop? be super. It should be super super specific. I should be able to say, I need I need a pair of shoes that are going to impress my wife. What do you recommend? And then it's just like, this is what I recommend. Here's a picture. What do you think? And it'd be like, great. What's the price? All right, done. Smarter. It's, it's all about the intelligence. In the beginning, there are going to be a lot of unintelligent robots. Yep. And if you don't, if you may build dumb bots, I will hit you with the dumb stick. So speaking of dumb bots, on to our next topic. <laughs> oh, wow. That is a The good. election debacle. I know we occasionally get into politics here. It's just like, this isn't even so much politics. This is fucking entertainment at this point. How? First of all, beautiful transition. Beautiful transition. Second of all... What the fuck is going on? So we haven't we haven't done this in like what two to three weeks. Things have just gone crazy. All right, all right, let's let's go through Republicans first, and then Democrats. Well, I should start with Democrats because that's actually pretty straightforward. All right, Democrats. Bernie's done. Hillary's gonna win. Well, but it, it was like, <laughs> oh no, streak of seven, maybe, and then as I, I think, think you, you were delusional to think Bernie Sanders would ever become president of this Oh, there's country. still people who are delusional. There are delusional people. You know what's fun? Going on Reddit, our politics, which is always Bernie Sanders, and watching right now, there's a whole bunch of like the of neutral people and the Hillary Clinton supporters and a couple of others who are just making jokes at their expenses, being like, uh, like making jokes like, oh, there's only three reasons that Hillary's winning. It's one, it's because of voter fraud, two, because... Superdelegates. Yeah, exactly. The same arguments over and over. Look, look. Bernie's starting to slowly switch the message to uh, getting Hillary to support his key things. I think he knows now that they cannot win. Listen, he did a great run. I'll give him that. Yeah. But it's just like, guy was never going to be president. It's, it's, it's going to be a big shift in May when Hillary goes over the top with both pledged and superdelegates. The mm-hmm. moment she's over the top, she's the nominee. There's a whole thing. Officially... She'll pick her vice president. She'll do that whole song and dance. Who do you think that is? Oh, everyone's putting like names like Bill, Bill, Bill. Nah, the science guy. Bill's Bill's done. Bill's chilling. He's going back to his home and he's gonna do shit. I I don't I don't know. It's gonna be a man. It'll be a man who's done. I think some politics. It'll be some like I don't know. They've been talking about uh, Julian Castro, who was the HUD secretary. I don't think it's him. I think. I have no clue with... I have no clue at all. I don't know. Uh, it's not Bernie Sanders, though. No, definitely not. But they don't like each other. I think one big thing is to see whether Bernie Sanders uh, asks his 
uh, campaigns for Hillary and puts his full support behind her, or if he kind of half-asses it. I think I'll half-ass it. I agree, too, because he, he was never originally a Democrat. But I also think he really doesn't want Trump to win. So, and I, I can't see him doing it, because I think he thinks Hillary is the core of the problem. So that's that's Democratic side. That's pretty straightforward. So what? Now we talk about the fun side, <laughs> the circus. The circus. It's a circus of three, but it feels like fifty. Uh, so let's start with this. What do you think of Ted Cruz picking Carly Fiorina? Well, no, no. As his, I'm sorry, air quotes, vice president. So let's. The best quote I saw, and I retweeted it was. It's like the Phillies announcing right now their tickets are on sale for the postseason. It's like, really? It's like, and it's like the crummy seats, too. It's like, okay, like, you could put that on sale, but the odds that it never matters is not, it feels like desperation. It's it de- is desperation. And that combined with, okay, they did this pledge, him and Kasich, in the beginning of this week, and you're just like, what's happening? Oh, you mean the alliance? Yeah, but did that even help? Like, it, it feels like a World Wrestling Federation, like, entertainment show at this point. Like, oh, The Undertaker and the Kane are teaming up to, like, fight Triple H type of thing. It's not working at all. No. Trump, Trump got five out of five states and won New York handily. And right now, and I was looking through 538's projections, Trump is ahead of the projections for what he would need to do to get to 1237. Yeah. And if he continues that, he'll only be, like, 10, 20 delegates short. And he California can, is what put him over the edge. Oh, it, even if he doesn't get all the way over the edge with California, the Pennsylvania delegates will because they have a whole bunch that are uncommitted, but yeah. they'll all commit. And there'll be a couple others that'll commit, and some deals will get done. I think so the question is, Kasich now does not have a VP spot, okay? So has something happened in the past? Why time? is he still in? So what's going to happen when he bows out? Now, what are, do you mean when? He's never going to bow out. It's, Trump's going to be president. He will say, I never bowed out. That's how delusional he is right now. Him and Bernie Sanders should team up. Oh, God. The delusional Independ- party. Independent. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't know where it, where it all goes because here's what. No, no, we know where it goes. Donald Trump is the Republican nominee. Oh, no, just just so what absorb, o- absorb So what that. happens if we get to an open convention? We're not going to. But if we did, it'd be Ted Cruz. Actually, if we did, so let, okay, let's say we, let's say we get there. Let's go down that road, okay? Right. And let's say it's Ted Cruz. Let's go down further that road. Donald Trump has a lot of support. Like, say what you want about the guy. Like, he has the support. Does he run as an independent? Like, what happens to all his voters? Like, he's not just going to sit down and, especially if they screw him out of it by that he way. He won't. He he. Will not want. Well, you're right, but he will not run as an independent. But he could totally tell people stay home, because he's not going to run when he knows he can't win, because he can't even get on all fifty ballots. But I could totally see him if that happened, telling everyone to stay. Here's home. the thing: I think he feels he could still win as an independent. No, no, he can't. He because de- it divides so heavily. No, 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 because because you can't get on the ballot as an independent. Or what about as a write-in? No, it can't win that way. I'm saying, but he, Trump, this is, this Trump is a crazy. There, there is no scenario where Trump runs as an independent because he can't even be on the okay. Texas ballot right which, now. Which is crazier to you? Trump bowing out after getting screwed out of something that he won by some open convention, okay, and bowing out, or having that happen and then saying, 
hey, actually put me as a write-in. Neither of those things are going to happen. He will tell them, stay home, don't support the Republican Party. He will do something else. He will not personally run. And they know they'll kill themselves. He, he might say something like, uh, write in something really stupid as your write-in. It could be anything. Look. What I'm saying is if that happens. But it's not, it's not going to happen. Because he's going to be that close, and the Republican Party knows better that you can't do that. Because you will lose completely and all the voters. So they're going to be like, Trump's behaved-ish. Fine. We're close enough. Let's just suffer through this, lose this election, and take our party back after four years. That's what's going to happen. He's going to be the nominee. He's going to get it on the first ballot. They're going to do it, and he will lose, but more narrowly than you think, to Hillary Rodham Clinton. I buy that. That's that's what I think. But in the meantime, you get to have Carly Fiorina doing the attack dog mode on Donald Trump for the next three weeks or whatever amount of time until California. <laughs> I mean, she's the attack dog. All right, all right, all right. He's going to tear her apart. All right, all right. Different, different speculation. Who will be Trump's vice presidential nominee? Nathaniel McNamara. Nathaniel McNamara. Uh, your co-founder? Yes. <laughs> I didn't even know he was a Republican. I'm not. Uh, Nathaniel McNamara is in studio at the moment. All right, let's seriously though. Who do you think he could call up? He would actually call. It's up. not going to be Palin. No, of course not. I think it's Chris Christie at the moment. That's one. Um, it could be Rubio, but I think Ru- I think Rubio's just done with the whole game. Um, I don't know. Rubio wouldn't run on Trump's ticket. Rubio would rather castrate himself. My guess is it's nobody that we can think of. That's his like fine. It's, that's it's, his final. No, I disagree. I think it's a politician for sure, because he wants to say like you know I can have political experience. It'll be I. Chris Christie makes the most sense. He's going to want a governor and someone not who has not I'll go been with in Christie. Washington. I'll go with Christie. It it could be and I think it could be a, any governor, but I think it would be Governor Christie who's clearly shown support and would have the same kind of tough talking line, but has the government experience. And Christie would take it in a heartbeat because he can't do anything else without uh, being on Trump's ticket. I'll buy it. Uh, I think. So, how about this? Uh, You won't have any predictions for Hillary's? I don't. Um. It seems like she'd make the more conventional kind of pick. I don't think she's going to go out of the box for that. Yeah, and I just like I can't think of the. She's gonna go like, for you know what I think she's gonna go for a Latino or a Latina on her ticket just to uh, emphasize the contrast. I can see like a Cory Booker. I I can see Julian Castro is probably at top of it. It's it's somebody like that, right? Yeah. Like well, but but Latino makes the most sense because uh, she wants to draw the contrast to Donald Trump, who clear who clearly is anti Mexican. And, anti- and has such hatred of the Latino community. And you can draw that distinction every single time about – and remind him, he's racist, he's racist, he's racist. You don't need to remind him he's sexist because Hillary will be right there and he's already saying really sexist things. Like sexism in, is in his DNA. I can buy it. All right. I think uh, – any last thoughts on the election other than how insane it is? No, it's nuts. It's just nuts. But you know what? This makes for great – podcast conversation and we'll have many more topics about it oh yeah so if you don't like politics um you should still subscribe because mostly we'll still detect but 
Oh man, we're still going to do politics because this is about us shooting. It's this more shit. entertainment. It's more entertainment. Than it anything. really is entertainment this year. Well, all right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna get off the. Uh, you're gonna yeah, get we're a, done. We're gonna get the politics boat. Um, if you have suggestions for topics that we should cover on the show, make sure to tweet us at Jason L Baptiste at Ben Parr. If you have any other like subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, all those others, we will have a website up. Sometime in the near future, because we need to do that, we know. But and with that said, keep in mind, you have just listened to Oversubscribe with Ben Parr and Jason L. Baptiste. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Oversubscribe with Jason L. Baptiste and Ben Parr. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope you'll share and subscribe. Go to SoundCloud at bit.ly slash oversubscribe podcast or find us on iTunes or tune in. Thank you very much for listening. Join us next week. <laughs>